Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast, where our mission is to provide woodworking education for all levels and all types of woodworkers. To find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, visit us on the web at modernwoodworkersassociation.com or follow us on Twitter at NWA underscore national. Now to our host, Tom Iovino, Diami Palatki, and yours truly, Chris Adkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, the 43rd edition of the Modern Woodworkers Association online discussion about all things woodworking. Today, we're not having a special guest, but we are talking about something that's pretty darn special woodworkers. But before we get to all that, let me introduce our usual panel. I'm Tom Iovino of Tom'sWorkbench.com, and I'll be your host for this evening's program. Joining us today are Chris Adkins from High Rock Woodworking. Chris, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful, Tom. How are you? You, you seem very excited by this possibility. I was pretty excited there. Did you, did oh, you see I, I the enthusiasm? What, 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 alert me the next time you're ready to do cartwheels, okay? <laughs> because I, I want to be ready for that with the camera. You got it, man. I'll okay. do it. Somebody who's just equally as excited to be here tonight is Diami Palatki of the penultimate woodshop.com. What do you say, Diami? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're totally enthused. Everybody's getting ready for Thanksgiving and thinking about those big turkey dinners. Well, except I don't eat turkey, but. I'm really looking forward to the nap that goes with the turkey dinners, but yeah. <laughs> you need to know what's going on with that. But. Thanksgiving's next week, as you know, and uh, we're going a little early here with this next podcast uh, after our last one because we uh, don't want to do this on the evening before Thanksgiving when I'm going to have two turkeys in buckets brining the night before, and I'm going to be cutting up all the stuff for the next day. So since we're here and we're doing all the fun stuff, we might as well just dive right into today's topic. And let me tell you something. You know, when it comes to woodworking, there's all kinds of different things you have to think about. There's like the material selection and the tools and how they're maintained and, you know, all kinds of stuff. One of the things you really need to to do good woodworking is a plan, some kind of, you know, what you're going to build and what it's going to look like at the end and how you're going to get there. And one of the tools that people are using uh, to do that now is SketchUp. Um, it's a free program. It used to be out by Google, but now it's by another company. I'm not sure what the name of it is. Um, but what happened is Bob Lang from uh, Popular Woodworking, actually put together a book that you could order called The Building Blocks of Google. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. It the is not the building blocks of Google. <laughs> if you want to find out the building blocks of Google, it's going to cost you a whole lot more. Uh, but the building blocks is SketchUp. And uh, we had a, all had a chance to take a look at the book. And, guys, what do you think? I think it's a very good second to having an Aaron Marshall in your pocket. <laughs> Aaron Marshall, otherwise known as Jinkerplex on Twitter, is our resident SketchUp guru, right? Actually, yeah, he, he didn't get stereotyped enough as the SketchUp guy a couple weeks ago, so I feel the need to do it now on there. Yeah, would you please be sure to let everybody know about Aaron Marshall and his and his SketchUp fascination? All right, we're completely going off topic, but, yeah, that, but Aaron is uh, Aaron does um, a lot of the. Um, the Wood Whisperer, the Guild, he does a lot of the SketchUp drawing. So I think uh, you mean all. Okay, all. <laughs> okay, a lot. So, okay. But, like 100%. But he doesn't like us to stereotype him as a SketchUp guy. So he, Because uh, he's he, a phenomenal hand tool woodworker so in his own right. He, he, uh, when we were at Woodworking in America, he was, uh, he was fairly aggressive. In, um, in, assertive. Yes. Not aggressive, assertive. In, in making sure that he won the hand tool Olympics, and he did. He won the overall. So uh, I congratulate him. He's that kind of guy. But anyway, so anyway SketchUp is, 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 is for, the, for those of you who don't know what it is, SketchUp is this really interesting program. It was designed initially by Google for people to design buildings in Google Maps. 
Uh, basically, you threw three-dimensional renditions, renderings of, of buildings. So, for instance, if you were the property manager for, say, the Empire State Building, you would create, using this program, the Empire State Building in this in this design program, and then you would plop it on the map, and then people could take a look at it in three-dimensional wireframe. Um the fun thing, funny thing happened though on the way to doing that, uh, people discovered that it's useful for a lot of other things, specifically woodworking, um, where basically you can design an entire project, um, down to the component, get the exact measurements for each component. Not only can you do that, you can also design in the joinery. So for instance, if you wanted to show a hidden, uh, mortise and tenon joint or a set of dovetails, you could actually cut out those dovetails or that tenon and mortise into the pieces and fit them all together virtually. And then, then disassemble the project, which is the really cool part. And then know exactly how big you had to cut the pieces and, and where you had to put the joints. So it's really an interesting program. But with all that power comes a lot of complexity. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, and, and one of the things like you were, you know, just talking about, it, it does. I mean, there's some complexity in it. A lot of people pick it up and they're not quite sure to, you know, how is it intuitive? What are the, the, the ways that you go about all the components on it? And, and, that's one thing that's actually pretty cool about this book and um is it really walks you it's not a book that you sit down and read you don't just pick this it's not a book you just go to the store you buy a book and pick it up you know it's a digital uh it's made to be it's made to put on your computer you you open sketchup over here you open the book up over here and you start going through the book and the book says do this and then it's it's not just like you're not drawing dovetails with this, you know, it's, it's how to go through and step by step teach you the practices of using SketchUp. Yeah. In the, in the title, you know, it's the building blocks of SketchUp and that's really what the book is. It's not necessarily SketchUp for woodworkers, but it's a great foundation on how to use SketchUp. Right. And what makes this so special is not, well, part of what Chris said is that it is a digital book. It's available in PDF. Um, so you're watching it on your computer. You've got SketchUp right there, and you can share screen or put it on a second screen. You can have them both running simultaneously. But it's more than that because Bob has had other SketchUp books. I believe one of them was even printed in the spiral binding so that you could flip it open and have it at the desk in front of you as you were using SketchUp. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, the really innovative thing about this one is it has 50 embedded videos in it. Mm-hmm. So as you read a couple pages about how to use a certain technique, you can then write in the book, watch the video, and watch screen shares of it being done with Bob narrating the screen shares. And it's a really effective way to convey how you're doing. Some of the instructions are rather abstract until you actually see them done. And this is a really nice way to put that explanation and that showing right in the, in the context of the book. And, you know, that's really valuable. I mean, the SketchUp, you know, when you, when you, when you get into the program... I'm like with any other graphic design program, you know, it, it, the, the commands are not necessarily intuitive. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, commands that you do that are, that are quick, uh, quick shortcuts that can actually shorten your learning curve. But, you know, trying to read those on, on, on a piece of paper and then translate them to the screen, what you're seeing, if you're on the wrong screen for any reason, you're lost. By having those embedded videos, when you click on them, you're able to actually see what's going on on the screen and you can make your screen look just like it. Which right. is really, I think, a lot more useful tool to have next to you when you're uh, when you're out there doing this design and trying to learn the basics of it. You know, one of the things that's funny about SketchUp is is SketchUp when or when you when you first open this program up, the toolbar that you have 
like every person that you sit down and you learn SketchUp from them, the first thing they tell you is, okay, we got to fix your toolbar. And that's one of the things that, you know, kind of goes through a little bit of that, you know, because the, the toolbar that, that they set up with this is the standard one. There's so many things that you, it's just, you're, there's things that you're able to do with it that's not, um, that's not available right up front. So, so there's a lot of things that's just going through the, the basic setup is if you don't, if you've never picked up SketchUp in your life and you open this program up for the first time, you can start in here and go, okay, here's what's on the screen and here's the little guy standing in the corner and here's all the axes that come off of this guy and explains each one of those. Here's your toolbars. Here's how to set those toolbars up to make them functional. Here's what each one of these does. And, um, you know, for somebody, and, and you know, I, I reemphasize on, on that this is not just for woodworkers. I mean, let's just say that every single person that's listening to this is going to be a woodworker I, other than Tom's mom. Well, of course. Right. So that means the three of us are woodworkers. The three of us then, are woodworkers. And then my mom, and then mom. isn't going to be one. So just so, you know. But, you guess. 75% you know, woodworker. If yeah, you know somebody that wants to understand, <laughs> right. If you know somebody that wants to understand SketchUp at all, whether it be for construction, whether it be for, you know, who knows what all. I mean, people use it for various different things. Um, you know, it. this is not, to me, it's, it's geared for anybody that wants to learn the basic stuff of SketchUp. I would agree, Chris, and I think that brings us right back to the title. It's not the building blocks of SketchUp for woodworkers. It's just the building blocks of SketchUp, and right. it's the foundation to then go and do whatever you want. If you go through this and you read and you watch the videos and you build along in SketchUp as you're going through the book, when you're done with the book, you're going to have a great understanding of how SketchUp works. And then from there, you can do whatever you want with it. Draw models of the Empire State Building, draw your woodworking, draw whatever you want. Um, the... the the lessons this book teaches are really uh, universal in terms of using SketchUp and not just limited to how to how to make a mortise and tenon or a craftsman-style hutch or something like that. This is really about SketchUp before it's about woodworking or any other form of SketchUp. And I've just got to kind of rouse Bob just a little bit because there's literally a chapter. Chapter number four is called The Mouse. And literally, it's pictures of a mouse. You it's have to take your finger off the mouse. Of fingers, that. and you know, it's, I mean, he is. But so you look at remember, it, you're going, oh my gosh, that's kind of silly. Why? Why are, why are remember, we? We're talking but, about the building blocks. So, but, but, but that's know, what I was going to say. Building the building, you've no, got to no. start with the foundation. Right? But that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's. But a lot of this comes from, and he says this in here is Bob said. You know, he's taught classes over and over and over on SketchUp. And so when he's in these classes, you know, there's some of these things that seem so simple, but at the same time, when you go, when you're, when you're teaching this class and you see these common mistakes that seem like that, that it should just be, you know, intuitive, but it may not necessarily be for everyone. So, you know, it really walks through every step of the process and, and, um, you know, I mean, so what's great about it is it's for different levels. You know, if you go in here and you have not one clue, and don't even know that much about a computer, you can pick this up and go through it and figure it out. Um, but at the same time, if you if you know a lot of that stuff, skim through, okay, okay, I got that, I got that. And then get into a little more complex things. And, you know, I definitely, I, I don't, I use SketchUp, but not a lot. I mean, I use SketchUp a couple of times a year, you know, just when I'm trying to put something. Most of the time I end up drawing by hand, but, um, but you, know, you I mean, definitely it, pick stuff up from it. 
That's an interesting point, Chris. You know, a lot of people, again, it, it, you go back to the argument, power tools, hand tools. You know, there's not an either or. I mean, part of what you're doing when you're using SketchUp is you're actually, you know, you're using it as a development tool, okay? But still, that doesn't replace the initial phase of your design where you sit down with, with the back of an envelope and a pencil and you sketch out, I need something for this area of my house or my neighbor wants something built and this is what it should look like. I mean, that's kind of, you know... It, it, regardless of how awesome SketchUp is, it doesn't necessarily replace that phase where you've got the pencil and you've got, you know, the graph paper or whatever, and you kind of right. go through that initial SketchUp, sketching up of your plan before you actually put it to where you get final dimensions. Well, but the difference is, is I think that, you know, one thing I always try to keep in mind, and different people have different aspects of, you know, how they're, you know, not everybody can draw. I mean, it's just, the fact yeah, is, I mean, not everybody can draw. Let's just say, you know. Wait, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, cut that out, man. I, uh, I, you know, I, I've always drawn a lot, so I like to draw. I sketch all the time, constantly. I sketch every single day. Not everyone does that, so it's a good way that if you're not comfortable with sketching up something, it's you can draw in a flat plane pull the dimensions around and once you get close to that it's it's more of that engineering as opposed to you know artistic or something and i, I don't mean to say that it's not you know artistic because you're still designing something at that point but it's it's a different mind frame so it is a uh, it's a good tool to use um if you're not really into sketching something up by hand and 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 like you said tom it's good for both i mean you know i'll still use it at times um you know even though i do sketch most stuff by hand yeah, I mean, it's you go from that you know initial phase and when you get the okay, it's got to be forty inches wide. It has to be twenty six inches tall. It has to be sixteen inches deep. You know, you start to go through that phase, and then you're like, okay, what will it look like? And the beauty about SketchUp, like you said, not everybody can draw beautiful renditions of what it's going to look like ultimately built. But the thing about SketchUp is, and Bob goes into this in the book, is that you can see that at right. the end of your drawing. And you could even put in wood grain and all that mm -hmm. other business. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to that that finished piece, you can actually visualize and even put in, you know, human scale models to see how it, it, it compares in, in relation to the average height of a male or the average height of a woman. Right. And that, that finished model can be as, as detailed or as basic as you want. It can just be essentially a box to the right proportions next to that average size person just to get scale right or can be incredibly detailed with all your joinery. And that's it, one of the nice things about SketchUp is that the level of detail is up to you as a user. And, Tom, I have to argue one point with you. In, argue in, with in the very beginning, you said that when you do a project, you need a plan for it. Yeah. You don't necessarily what? need a plan. So sometimes okay, they guy. can. What do you sometimes... get, at? tough guy? No, I'm just saying. You call me a liar. I, what no, I just hey. I I always like to emphasize that it is not necessarily you don't have to have a plan of exactly what you want. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times you can if you've got a general idea. You know, you can if you say I want to build a table this size. You've got the outside dimensions on it. You start with those outside dimensions and work your way in and not have any plan. So, oh, I mean, sure, you know, you're not talking about, I mean, but you have to have a general idea where you're going, correct? Right. I mean, you Somewhat, start off yes. with, a, I, need a I need a dining room table and you end up with a chair. You've got a problem, don't you? No, I, I just always like people to, I always <laughs> yeah, like, but a nice place to sit. I, I always oh, like yeah. people to, to remember that you don't totally have to have a, you know, you don't have to. A lot of people do get into the mindset that you have to have a set of plans for everything, and you this, don't. This this has become a little bit tangential to the book, but you know, to to talk about that for a second, I think that as a woodworker, there's a good lesson to be learned by 
going out and doing it both ways with and without a plan. Totally um, agree. Some recent projects oh, yeah. I've done have been completely without a plan. And I can't say I've done one that had, you know, was that had no plan that I was absolutely overjoyed with the way it came out with at the end. So it, but every one I've done without a plan has been an enormous learning experience. And I'm a much better woodworker for fighting through some of these projects um, completely blind. And there are other ones that I've done with their plan and they came out exactly like I wanted. I love that they finished. I would say I didn't quite, maybe it's not even that I learned less. I learned different things. I, there's definitely value in going through projects both ways. And then you can kind of find a hybrid. It's a spectrum really between no plan at all and everything worked out to the last, uh, the nth degree. And you figure where you follow, uh, where you land on that spectrum. Well, just mm-hmm. like that class that, that you and I took uh, took a few weeks ago, Diami, the the Jeff Miller class. I mean, think yeah. about it. We, we 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 took this class where we sit in there with Jeff Miller, talked about design, talked about construction, and then at the end of it, we didn't pull one piece of paper out. We do about as rough, generic sketch as we could on the on the what? on the whiteboard and said, "Hmm, let's figure this out." And then we grabbed a piece of plywood and we started tracing on it. And then we took another piece and started tracing on it. And we basically constructed this thing from nothing. So there's a, you know, there is ways of refining through models and stuff like that without getting into, you know, here's the dimensions exactly that we needed for this and all that. But anyway, we digress somewhat. But we digest, I, yes. Well, I just, I, I always think that's worth worth talking about somewhat with. Yeah, but um, so I'm curious, what what else? Uh, you know, were there anything in the in the book that you guys, um, you know didn't see that covered or, or, you know, what other, what other things you, did you guys see in it? Well, you know, definitely, definitely it's the kind of book where you you get those basics. And then from there, then it's a lot of experimentation with Mm -hmm. the, with the uh, program. And, you you know, you need a little more advanced, uh, you know, for the woodworker type of stuff. And I think Bob's written a book on, on that as well. He's had some, he's had some other words where he's talked about woodworking. Yeah, yeah, specifically, yeah, specifically woodworking, a uh, sketch up for woodworking. Yeah, so this is basically, I mean, and, and this is kind of how I took the book. I mean, it's it's a prequel. It's, you know. It, Except it, without Jar Jar Binks. Without Jar Jar It's a good prequel. It's hey, a good prequel. So I'm curious, what um what devices did you guys read this on? I read it I on read my it iPad, on... And, and I read it on my computer, my, 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 my laptop. And what else did you say? You had your computer and what, Tom? My, my laptop. My, my laptop, my iPad. I'm sorry. Did um so and Diami, what did you read yours on? I read it on a Windows 8 tablet. Okay, because I used um I used my computer and then I used my my iPad also. Um and for some reason I did notice that on mine that the videos didn't want to load on my iPad, but they did fine on the computer. But you know the the book says open it up on your computer and put them side by side. So yeah. I don't know that it was necessarily meant, but I was just curious if if you had you know any of those same. But you know, let me ask you this. I mean, Chris, you know, and, and Diami too. I mean, for for a tablet computer, either an Android tablet or an iPad or a Windows tablet, is SketchUp is there a SketchUp for those? No. Okay. Not not well, for you uh, say you say no, and this is really well, a, a wormhole we shouldn't get into. But you can, you know, most of the Windows tablets are running full versions of Windows, so right. I, Windows, I have okay. SketchUp on the Windows tablet. Right. It's not the oh, ideal. Okay. Well, that's I mean, and that's what I meant. Not on not on the the uh, the iPad, the iOS. You can't. There's no. Yeah, but I don't know that I would read this on a portable device per se. I'm, I I would want to read this the while well, I read a lot of it on on the on the portable computer because I wanted to make sure I'd read it. I think where this is really a useful tool is 
on the bigger screen where you can I, either have two monitors or just take the one, one monitor and snap one to each side to run them split oh, screen. Oh, sure. No, sure. I, I um, totally agree, and that's one reason I I brought that up was just a curious to, on how you guys ran it because, I, I, honestly, I did the exact same thing as you, Diami. I I put it on my tablet because I wanted to start reading it, and the fact is is I'm not sitting in front of my computer, you know, I'm I'm in front of the computer way less than I'm in front of my tablet. My tablet's off, always with me, so if I've got a few minutes, I'll grab the tablet out and start reading a little. So, uh, so I did want to have it out there, uh, but it's I think that is the key to this. Is it's you know it's it's made to we've said it a couple of times. It's made to have two monitors or one monitor and split or whatever, but run them simultaneously and work together with it. So, and this is probably self evident, but the thing. About- how it be an electronic book in that format where it's a PDF and you need a computer of some sort to watch it is mm-hmm. that you also need a computer to do SketchUp. So right. it's always there. When right. you're doing SketchUp, you're never without this tool. And that's where I think it really shines. Mm-hmm. Besides just being a primer about SketchUp, it's a wonderful reference tool where when you're in SketchUp and you're not sure how to do something and you're struggling, you can just open this up. It's always right there at your fingertips and go through it and use it. The The directory is pretty good. Um, I found it easy to kind of jump around through it and find do things within Bob's book. And I think that's, to, to read it on its own and to go through it as a course, there's value in that. But I think that some people might not have the patience to do that when they want to be designing furniture and making furniture, you know, if they're into SketchUp just for woodworking the way we are. Um, but even if you just kind of read the first couple chapters of the basic intro as to how to use this the program and how to set it up, and then just use it as a reference manual, I think that's where it really sings is there's a lot of value in having this just on your computer so that when you're doing SketchUp, you can open it up and use it, you know, live as you're using the SketchUp. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty interesting. I, I was actually just sitting here skimming through the book just while we were, we were talking about it, looking through, and uh, you know, but it, it, it I'm laughing at some of the pictures in here because a lot of the blocks, you know, literally it's blocks that you're constructing, and and they're, I they're building blocks, they're building blocks, and yeah. they remind me of the building blocks that you use as a kid because you've got like you know the one piece that's like a rectangle with a um, a radius cut out of the bottom so it's looked like a little bridge. You've got some triangles. You've got some, you know, and it's just like those building blocks you used to play with as a kid and stuff. Um, <laughs> so, but anyway, that that wasn't the, the whole point of that. But, um, but you know, I, I get – there was actually a guy that used to come to uh, the Atlanta meeting a lot, and um, it, we we did a, a little sketch-up class with just some of the guys and Aaron Marshall and, and – um, just kind of an, an inside with I don't know there was maybe ten of us or something in there and and um, and just tried to talk about this and and there was a guy who came out that typically doesn't go to very many of our meetings but every once in a while and and the guy's a cabinet maker and he says I need this I need to figure this out I need to use this but you know the guy basically the guy hadn't used a computer hardly I mean he just you know he was very much you know he needed the very down to the basics and I'm like. This is perfect for that, you know. This is yeah. Perfect he needed for the, the instructions. Guy. Had to use the map. Yeah, I mean, it literally. I'm like, this is the guy that you know. This is perfect for for someone you know that that just wants to learn this thing from starting it up to to getting through it. So um, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I I actually spent some time. I spent some time just trying to read it on the iPad, and you know it. It's tough to read like that because you, but because you're, I'm, you know, going through and trying to read stuff. But you know, I'm like, okay, uh, 
you feel that you have to get in there and do the stuff. So then when I yeah. opened it up on the computer, I'm like, okay, now I'm going along with it, and it flows pretty quick like that. Absolutely. So, all nice. right. Any, anything else on the? Yeah, guys, what do you think? Would you would you go for? Would you recommend the book? I I definitely do. I mean, I think. Um, you know, I, I, a matter of fact, I mean, what I said is, you know, I definitely think there's a there's a huge market for it, and the and the woodworker, you know, woodworking, you know, hobby and and business and and all that, just because there's so many people that want to use SketchUp that just don't necessarily go know where to start, and it's so intimidating. And so you try to teach somebody how to draw a dovetail and <laughs> and and SketchUp, it's the same thing as taking a guy who's never done woodworking and telling him to go hand cut a dovetail over here. Yeah. It's the I, same I thing. It's start skills, with yeah. the basics. Yeah. yeah. You, like you said, you got to cut to the saw line. So that's, right. that's the big thing there. And and that's what this gets to. And and not only that, you know, I, I think it's just, to me, it's just a tremendous value to anyone. It has, regardless of whether a woodworker or not, there's a tremendous value in just anybody that wants to go out there and learn how do you SketchUp. I, I would agree. Any anyone who's who's using and not teaching SketchUp classes, this is a very valuable lesson. Um, you know, it is rather fundamental stuff, but it's the fundamental stuff that's the the biggest hurdle to get over when you're using SketchUp. If you learn this book, you'll be set to go and do the woodworking in it or whatever else you want to do with SketchUp. So it's an absolute worthwhile reference book to have if you're at all interested in SketchUp. And you know what? It, most people are going to chuck the chuck give up on SketchUp. They're going to chuck it and walk away within the first ten minutes. So if they can get through the building blocks, then from there it's all advanced techniques they can pick it up. So again, if you'd like to, it's the building blocks of SketchUp by Bob Lang, and uh, you know we recommend it. Yeah, and yep. it, you can get it over at his site, which is readwatchdo.com, right. which is opposed to doobydoobydoo.com, which is a Sinatra site. That's right. Yes. Isn't okay. that site only available if you're in New Jersey? I think I think it is. Doobie, doobie, doo. Okay, enough of that. All right. So next time we talk will be after. When are we recording again? On the 5th. Do you know who we're 5th. recording with? No. Um. Come on, guys. It's a test. You're failing. Well, I don't think I've obviously went back in and updated because I thought that the next. Because the last time that I reached out to anybody, I was telling them that we're going to be on the on the the eleventh. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we are going to be on the eleventh, but okay. before that, we're going to be on on the fourth. I said I keep saying the fifth; it's actually the fourth. It is the Wednesday after thing, and we're going to have Jeff Miller on to talk about chair making and furniture making. Oh, that's right. We've got a couple of really good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We've got Jeff. Jeff was awesome down here. You know, it was just so fun. You know, just sitting through the class and just hanging out with Jeff and just, you know, getting to to spend some time just to kind of pick his brain on some stuff. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we've got a couple of good episodes. Then we've got, we, so the we next keep, week. If, uh-huh. if we keep this up, you realize you're going to get a reputation for actually putting together a pretty decent podcast. Uh, no, I don't think no. so. <laughs> because the next week, right after that, we've got uh, Tom Fidgens coming on. And he's going to be talking about the Unplugged Workshop. His new uh, his new book was was basically he he took a year in his shop and and worked on and he just recorded everything that he did and wrote a book about it. So that's pretty cool. That's going to be really exciting. And then after that, we've got a big name 
we still need to inform are going to be guests on the show. <laughs> some of them won't run screaming when we tell them we're having them on, and, and we'll also have some guests lined up for next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, well you know what? We are, we are coming into the season, and uh, actually the next time we'll record will be during the last-minute elf week. So oh. if you're interested in trying to find out some plans that you might be able to build in your shop at the last minute, we'll be in the middle of it. So until then... You just keep getting out there in the shop. Enjoy your Thanksgiving in the in the states, everybody. I know the Canadians jump the gun. Heather's early, but uh, what are you going to do? And then um, what we'll do is we'll come back, and uh, we'll be in December. We'll be staring the holidays straight in the eyes. So yeah, we'll be staring back. You guys, uh, you guys enjoy your turkeys next week. You know, I'm not allowed to eat turkey. You're not allowed to eat turkey. No, cannibalism is illegal in Florida. Uh, you can you can eat a tofu turkey with me how about that tofurkey i will not be eating a tofurkey that just about wraps up the show if you're missing us already and who wouldn't be um you can subscribe to the show on itunes just search for the modern workers association once you're subscribed you'll be sure to never miss another exciting episode and while you're on iTunes, please leave us a five-star rating. It ups our rank so others can find us more easily. And if you want to find out more about the Modern Woodworkers Association, be sure to visit modernwoodworkersassociation.com. Follow the MWA on Twitter, MWA underscore national. You can like the MWA on Facebook or circle the Modern Woodworkers Association on Google+. And while you're there, join the Modern Woodworkers Association Google Plus community for project-sharing discussion and loads of woodworking banter. All right, and and I just kind of like to reemphasize what Tom was saying there, and just reemphasize you know all this. We uh you know we we've, we've done the podcast for almost two years now, and uh, you know this is the forty third episode, and uh, I, I I have noticed on iTunes uh, a couple of you guys after Woodworking America were awesome enough to go out and uh, and give us a rating on iTunes. Um, we really appreciate that. Yes, and, um, we do a lot, and and absolutely. I absolutely, and you know, and I and I'm just you know ask everyone else, please go do this. Um, you know, we we've we've had a great following. We've we've been really growing in our following, and we want to continue to do that. We want to keep building it up and get out to more people, and um, you know, because we we enjoy doing this to 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 basically provide information and give it to other people. So please, um, you know, we ask that. Um, Tell other people about the podcast and uh, and go and give us ratings on there because that definitely helps out and, and gets the word out more and uh, builds the community. Yeah, thanks, Mom, for uh, listening too, by the way. <laughs> That's right. All right. So until next time, I am Chris Adkins of HighRockWoodworking.com, um, or you can find me on Twitter at HighRockWW and all of those other crazy interweb places. <laughs> Uh, I'm Diami Plotke of penultimatewoodshop.com. I stay away from the crazy interweb, but you can find me at Diami Plotke on the Twitters. You want to spell that for everybody? <laughs> could you spell it, Tom? Because I, I will. Confused sometimes at D Y A M I. Okay, D-Y-A-M-I-P-L-O-T-K-E. Thank on the Twitter. Very much, Mr. And I am the resident shop monkey, Tom Iavino of Tom'sWorkbench.com and at Tom's Workbench on Twitter. Until we see you again, happy turkey and happy sawdust. Mm-hmm.